Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. This episode today is audio of a conversation I had with Jack Allen from the Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence podcast last week. Jack has been a great, great supporter of mine ever since I started the podcast. He's been very insightful. He's always positive and uplifting. And we had a great conversation like we always do. We talked a little bit about my book. We talked about governments and types of governments in general. And he brought up the interesting idea about monarchies and why that could be in certain situations a good thing so really compelling great stuff Um, i always have a great time chatting with him so check it out i'll put a link to his show in the show notes i hope you enjoy and i'll talk to you again soon this is conspiracy kyle may the force be with you all right what's going on everyone welcome to another episode conspiracy or just a coincidence i am jack allen today i got one of the my favorite people in this uh crazy truther community whatever you want to call it my star wars go-to figure conspiracy and newly crowned author conspiracy kyle kyle welcome and uh, i'm I'm happy excited to have you on dude hey thanks for thanks for having me you know for a second i thought you were going to say welcome to conspiracy in the force and i would have been really really confused but no thanks thanks for having me you know you've um you were the first guest on my podcast you know a few years ago Ah, that's so, dude. Um, isn't it crazy? Like crazy. Time flies, man. You know, that was mid 2020 and it seems like it's been like 10 years since then because so, so much has been going on. But, you know, dude, thank you for all your your support over uh, the years. It's really meant a lot. But I remember when you first were going to start, I think you reached out to me and you asked me, um, you know, like about pot i think right you reached out because yeah. i think you started yours like two months after i started mine it was like the the uh covid wave of podcasts <laughs> right 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 yeah, yeah i joke i joke in the book that i wrote that you know i was one of you know five million millennials that made a podcast during the <laughs> during the pandemic you know but it's like it, it was it's one of those weird things about the pandemic right because it caused so many people to look into things they never have before you know, so it got a lot of people into conspiracies, but I think it also got a lot of people into spirituality as as well, right? Because a lot of times looking at, you know, all the dark side of things, you know, use a Star Wars reference that leads you to the light because, you know, there obviously has to be a counterbalance to that. So it's, it's weird how this pandemic has worked out. It's been a crazy, crazy messed up world, but I I feel that there has been some good that's come out of it. Yeah. I think that's your, that's a great uh, insight that the, it's like a dark world. So people look for the I'm just repeating exactly what you said, but less poetically, but that, no, that's a great, I like that insight a lot. Cause you're right. There's it's more people have like, I don't know if it's the internet or maybe it is that there's just so much evil. There has to be a reason for this like despair and l- l- deceit. Like there has to be a reason. And so it sent people like, what is that reason? Right. Right. Yeah. right. And um, you know, and, and yeah, and you can kind of take that two different ways, right? You can go full, black pill like well there's nothing we can do everything is terrible this world is going to keep going downhill and downhill i might as well just screw it just do whatever i want or you can take it the complete opposite way and say well this world is you know if you hold the biblical point of view you know this world is set to you know self-destruct at some point so maybe i can live my life um to the fullest and in the best of, of my potential to you know serve god and love my family and all that kind of stuff so you kind of see people go completely yeah. opposite directions on this so hopefully people are leaning more towards the uh the good side of that it is hard you're you're, you're right and it is hard to remain positive but i think it's like this is going to sound like narcissist or pomp i don't know but like it is i feel like especially it's like podcasting people who in this truth community it's so easy to be so negative dude like 
there is so much that is beyond fucked. There is, but when it, there is so much also to be positive about and happy about. And it's like, if people listen to your show or what, and even if they don't, it's your, you need to remain positive because spreading even more negativity of how everything is fucked is not going to help anybody <laughs> at all. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, and we'll talk about my book in a little bit, but like, um, a lot of my book is about how in Star Wars, this, this crazy evil empire kind of started and grew and took over the galaxy and all that. But, you know, I, I end the book with saying that, you know, one of the one of the, the best things about Star Wars to me is there's always the concept of hope, right? Like mm. the first movie, they subtitled it A New Hope, which meant that there had been a tremendous period of strife and civil war and totalitarianism. But there was an ultimate a hope at the end of that, you know, at, at the end of one of the episode three, one of the darkest movies um, in the Star Wars series, you know, it shows the birth of like Luke Skywalker, who ends up, you know, helping to turn the tide in this huge battle. So it's saying, well, everything is ruined and destroyed at this point. And for all intents and purposes, the galaxy is lost, never to be recovered. But there's always there's always hope in, in every situation. I think one of the novels even had a really great, great quote. It said, you know, in the in, in the darkest of night that, you know, there is still, there is still a, a glimmer of, a glimmer of light, a glimmer of hope. And, you know, even in uh, the, one of the new Star Wars Disney movies, which I, I really, they're not really that great. If anybody out there has seen them, they can probably attest to that as well. <laughs> There's not a lot of great substance to it. In my opinion, that is, but um, there was a really great scene in the first one, which is episode seven um, of, they were on this planet and, you saw the sky, like there was cloud, there was clouds and there was a little bit of sun and the clouds were slowly overtaking this planet. And, and the thought was that whenever the clouds overtook this planet, then they, the, the evil ones would be able to power this weapon and they'd be able to destroy stuff. But while there was still light, I mean, one of the, one of the um, heroes said, listen, you know, while, the, while there's still light, we still have hope. And mm. to me, that was one of the bright spots in, in that movie because that's so powerful that, like you said, there, there is always some glimmers of hope in 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 the darkest of times it it really depends on your on your perspective and your lifestyle and, and, and like you said what you what you focus on and yet true there, there's a lot of you know negativity within the, with the podcast stuff i know i've i've been there i know you've been there and a lot of people have and i think it's important to bring some of that stuff to light but you know even my wife had brought this up to me you know a, a few weeks ago she's like listen like you get all wrapped up in this about how you need to know about every little evil machination that's going on in the world she's like does that really help you yeah i'm I'm like no it doesn't you're right like reading 10 more twitter posts about how the world economic forum is going to kill us all that that you know would i have been better off like you know reading a few bible verses or praying or something you know so like that kind of got me to think a little bit uh differently about how to how to refocus my life um and and balance things out a little bit better oh that's a good that is a fair point dude it is totally what good does it do? I don't know what that answer is. I guess it's it helps to understand. You can explain to others, but it is tough. It's like that balance of. Uh, but let's talk about that. That was that's a per even though you kind of touched on. Let's so talk about your book. So you do that is I I told you when you finished it. What an accomplishment, dude! Like that's you know my goal is eventually to write one, and you did it, dude. You did something that you have a job. You're not a full time podcaster. I mean, that's really something to be true. I'm not just like uh, pumping you up. That's like something you should be proud of. And, you know, I bought your book. So anyone listening, you should go buy Kyle's book just if to support. But yeah. So tell me about your book or tell sure. everyone about your book. Yeah, sure. Sure. So it's called um, it's called Intergalactic Totalitarianism, 
um, with really great forward by, you know, a former guest on your show and many shows, Charlie Robinson, who really um, has been helpful to me in this writing journey. You know, he's written a few books and um, I, I love, I, I found a guy in my area up here in Ohio who drew this cover for me about yeah. the Death Star destroying yeah. Earth. And I thought it was perfect for what I was trying to write about. So it's called um, Intergalactic Totalitarianism, Authoritarian, Authoritarian Tactics and Traits in a Galaxy Far, Far Away and a Galaxy Not So Far Away. So Nice title, dude. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's a little bit long. It kind of, um, it, it's, 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 it's big words. So I'm like, after I read it, I'm like, man, do I sound like a, like a schmuck here? Like I'm trying no, to sound No, it's so, a good title. So, <laughs> like it sounds like a college uh, course, doesn't it? You know, Intergalactic Totalitarianism. I'm sure they teach that at like, you know, the, the public universities. Now. Why it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, why, why it's good. Why, yeah. why socialism is going to work this, yeah. this next time. Um, <laughs> um, but really what it is, it, is I talk about specifically the movies of Star Wars that people really don't care for too much. The, the prequels. So episodes one, two and three, which came out in the you know late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And those movies kind of set up where the original movies take place, you know, where this evil empire is taken over. The original movies, if you kind of think about it, it's kind of a dystopian type theme, although, you know, it doesn't always get um, put in that category. But it really, it, it, it's, it starts out where this empire for 20 years has basically just been imposing their will on this galaxy at large, right? It, and it's very overt, you know, it's it's very it's the complete opposite of, you know, we mentioned about the World Economic Forum where they're going to talk about how everything is going to be great. We're going to share everything. We're going to live these awesome cities like no, like the universe is like destroyed. There's just like chaos and havoc everywhere. Um, so but it's like, how did how did you get there? How did we get there? So yeah. those those prequel movies, um, one of the things that turned people off was there's a lot of politics in it. And what what i really went to to show is that the, the guy who ends up being this evil emperor of the galaxy he started out as a politician and i, I you know surprise I, I, i'm no sure way. Really surprised no way <laughs> um so he started out like a, as a senator in in what's called the galactic senate and okay. you know there was it did turn a lot of people off because they wanted to see lightsaber battles and this and that but but lucas really wanted to talk about how um a, a galaxy or a world or a democracy or a republic is destroyed from within, um, you know, in, in a subversive way. You know, there's actually a great, see if I can find this here. There's a great, great quote from the actual, like the very first Star Wars um, episode four novel, which talks about, you know, what happened. And this is a really great line about this republic, how it, how it got destroyed. It says, quote, like the greatest of trees able to withstand any external attack, the Republic rotted from within, though the danger was not visible from outside, end quote. So, I, and I think we see that here in America as well, right? Like the, the, the biggest threat to America is America, right. you know, it's, it's like Babylon at this point. But anyways, um, what I go through in the book is how this guy, Senator Palpatine, uses crises. He uses the problem reaction solution template several different times to um, achieve more and more control. And it, it's no different than you see in our world. There's a, a million different examples about how war, you know, wars have been manipulated. He literally in these in these prequel movies manipulates both sides of the war. OK, that's going on. Right. And I know you, you've heard about this from the banker aspect in our world. I know. Right. Um, so it really, really what I'm trying to do is, is show this as a parallel that, you know, while a lot of people didn't really appreciate these movies, there's a lot of really deep stuff 
in there, especially how 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 something went from a, a somewhat peaceful republic to like a uh, a communist um, takeover, for for lack mm. of a better term. Well, dude, it's crazy because you know I'm not like a Star Wars guy, but you wonder like who writes these. They get their inspiration from somewhere, you know. And even if you're like a totally full on like uh, MSM consumer historian, you believe exactly the you know these these stories in their mind are as evil or as simple as good versus evil. You know, America's always on the good side; the others are always the evil. They they clearly like pull these themes from real life experience because you'd have to be like an idiot to not believe that there it's there's gray areas in all of these problems that we face you know right. i think i believe i ha, i have to believe it's all like a show like people on twitter and stuff like that that stand on these firm lines because nothing is ever black and white in life why would whatever the the matter is it's never that simple you know i don't know where i was going with that point i felt like <laughs> no, michael no, scott in the office <laughs> Just talking and finding out where I was going, but yeah, <laughs> no, you, you're you're right because you know George Lucas, um, he definitely when the movies came out in this and the original movies came out in the '70s, I think he took a lot of inspiration from like the Richard Nixon administration, mm. and you know there was a lot of you know fraud and corruption involved with that, so he kind of set up the empire. Is that and then, and then the prequel movies, you know, um, people, so so this evil emperor, obviously, you know, he said he he takes over power. And then he he convinces this young guy, Anakin Skywalker, who becomes Darth Vader, to kind of be his number two guy in this whole scheme. So it's really Palpatine and Vader, like a one and a two. Yeah. And it, it kind of, at the time, it rubbed me the wrong way when I read some interviews about George Lucas because he, I was I was still very into the right versus left thing, right? I was very conservative, you know, Christian, conservative, live in Ohio, red state, right. like you vote. You vote Republican up and down the board doesn't doesn't matter. You don't don't, don't research anything. Just yeah. just go down the board, right? right? It's like it's like the things we complain about the other side doing. Yeah, we're doing the same thing, right? And Lucas came out and basically said that Vader and Palpatine were modeled after Bush and, and Cheney mm. because that's about the same time that 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 was happening. And that really rubbed me in the wrong way. I'm like, ah, why why would you call George Bush, Darth Vader, and Dick mm. Cheney Palpatine? Like that really it really pissed me off to be honest for for many years, but you know, since I've been researching this stuff and, you know, you did some really great episodes early on about the Bush family, which really opened my mind to how, how terrible this family is, not just him, his father, his grandfather, going back to the Nazi, yes. Nazi party. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he definitely drew inspiration from, from, um, from that regime there and definitely showing that Dick Cheney was really his emperor in this series, right. which, you know, a lot of that kind of, I think that confused a lot of people, but I know, you know, and a lot of people listening that he was probably the one really pulling the strings that whole time. Well, you think you brought up like a few, I was going to ask, well, the first point was that, that, uh, you know, Republican and red thing. It's so funny. Like, and you know, I was involved in that too. Like I, we started the same time. We were both like Trump people, um, because it's just, there's the other side was so such insanity, but like the example, like, uh, all like the Bush family, they were best friends with the Harrimans who ran the railroads. The Harriman, they were, they were business partners, Prescott Bush. That was like his mentor was Edward Harriman and Edward Harriman was a registered Democrat. You know, like it, once you like go down, like, so these guys went to the same school, they hung out the same places. You, the, the public is, you know, they're just supposed to regurgitate back. No, they, but they hated each other politically. They didn't agree on anything, but yet they, hang out with the same people. They go to the same schools. 
you know, that kind of stuff always helps. If everyone knew that stuff, it would be so much easier to break down these, these lines. But what I was, yeah, gonna, and, and you know, oh, people make excuses, right? Especially like with Trump, like, you know, he, he filled his cabinet and people surrounded him with, with these swampish creatures that he said right. he was going to get, you know, you know, DC was going to be, you know, he's going to get rid of all the swamp creatures, but he, he, he surrounded himself with those, but people are like, well, no, it's all part of this big plan because he's going to do this, 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 this. It's like, no, maybe he just is, is buddies with those people. Sometimes, people, you know, the, the, the simplest answer is the easiest answer is the simplest answer. Right. Or they'll say like, no, he just was bad at picking people or something like some other excuse. And you're exact. It's sometimes the simplest answer is. Right. And if he's bad, at, so if he's bad at picking people, then you can't say that he was a good businessman either. So like <laughs> it keeps going down. It's like, you can't say this without this. It's like, you know, if, if you, if you have to go do these mental gymnastics to try to support somebody, then maybe you kind of need to rethink your, um, your focus on that. Yeah. Sure. And it, and it is tough though. Right. Like I remember like, like, again, cause it was like, right when we both started, when people would criticize, I remember getting a fight with, even with my, with Liv about this. Cause it was like, we were fighting, you know, she was, she's like way better now. She is un, unwoked. I have like destroyed any wokeness that's involved with her. But, um, I remember she like brought up something like how Trump doesn't allow transgenders in the military. And I, I didn't, I would like, was trying to defend that or like, I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. But all these stupid fights over, like, because you just can't get past you. It was like a personal attack on me. Right. Yeah. That's like such a crazy mind. And that's how it is for everybody on the left. They're this championing this, like, we love people. We were going to help. So if you criticize Barack Obama, you are criticizing their mother. That's how it's taken, dude. You are. Wow. You are like going way over the line. And I don't, it's amazing how the, the media was able to do that to people, how we identify with these people who hate us, who hate yeah. us, but we will defend them till the death. And that breaking out of that was like one of the most uh, alleviating things in the world, because now I hate them all. And it's, uh, you know, it's so much easier. Like people, I can talk shit with my, with Liv's mom about the, the Republicans. And I can also talk shit about all the, the Democrats. So it, it works yeah. out perfectly. Yeah. And, and like you said, it, it's all about it's all about emotion. If you can get people's emotions running high, I mean, look at what's going on right now with the Russia Ukraine thing. If, if you don't put the Russian flag in your profile, that means you're obviously a, the Ukrainian a Russian flag. communist, you, you know, and you see this, yeah. this polarization happening all the time. You know, even in you, you see the same thing in, in, in Star Wars, you know, that there's this galactic civil war going on um, amidst these movies. And it's basically like, well, we really need to, 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 to get this army going to fight this big bad. And there's there's literally in the Star Wars universe, there's this um, form of media called the Holonet, um, H-O-L-O-N-E-T, which is basically, basically like your TV, right? You're like your mainstream news. And it no and like reading some of the, you know, behind the scenes novels and stuff like this was really fascinating to me was that just like in our world, this organization was pumping out propaganda to the mm -hmm. people as well about this war. And they kept telling the people, well, guess what? You know, our Republic is losing, you know, we don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to keep funding more troops and this and that. And it's, it's, it, it and so it puts people in that fear-based mindset. Yeah. And in that, if you don't choose a side that you're with the, you're, you're with the enemy. Right. And dude. it's it's that it's that dividing line where it's like, if you're not this, you're this. And even at the very end of this prequel movie, you know, when he turns when Anakin turns into Darth Vader, 
he says to his mentor, Obi-Wan, he says, you know, if you're not with me, you're my enemy, which is, is almost word for word, something that George Bush said about <laughs> the terrorists, didn't he? Right after 9-11, he's like, I, yeah. if you're not, if you're not with us, you're with the terrorists. <laughs> so I'm like, my now watch God, me hit this like, drive. These parallels are just so on, you know, on its, on its face sometimes. But yeah, your, your point is well taken that it's, it's all about emotion. And if you're really getting overly emotional about supporting a politician, you know, whether it's Trump or like the big one, you know, now everybody's all about, oh, look at what Ron DeSantis is doing down in Florida and everything. And well, that's great. You know, for people are in Florida are having a great time. I have friends down in Florida. They, they, they love their lives. They have a great time. They can kind of do whatever, whatever they want. But, but still at the end of the day, um, it's it's campaign season also right. you know so they're gonna say whatever they want to get you uh in line with yeah. with with what they want which is the same reason why the other side has stopped all the mask mandates and they're and they're getting rid of the vaccine all, all, all that all that stuff conveniently in, a, in yeah. an election year so when you read about george lucas i've never like researched him at all and you said he wrote he modeled after cheney and bush i want i'm i assume he's probably left leaning right yeah. Yeah. He, he grew up in Southern California. Okay. So he, he went to, um, he went to USC, um, which actually, you know, Charlie Robinson that, you know, he wrote the forward for my book. He actually, yeah. he went to UHC and like took a, like an art class in like the George Lucas wing wow. at the college. Wow. So like he definitely, um, and, and, and he has funded a lot of, you know, educational type things, but yeah, he definitely has a left, a left leaning, um, um, type type thing. You know, he's, He's he's been buddies with, you know, Kamala Harris. He's done, okay. you know, stuff with, you know, Nancy Pelosi and stuff out there. So I, I think he I think he's he's kind of a really a private person. Um, I think his his wife, Melody, I think kind of drags him out to a lot of political fundraisers and things that he probably would would rather care less about. I, I, I feel like he kind of just has a disdain for the for the whole system. Yeah. And, you know, you you, you see it specifically in the movies. You know, I think it's Obi-Wan who says, like. You can't trust her. She's a politician, nice. you know, as in just like, you know, if you're a politician, you're this, which I think we can all agree with. But yeah, he, I would say he definitely has more of a uh, more of a left lean to him, more kind of a social justice kind of thing. But um, he's also not somebody that's like out on like social media and stuff all right. the time. He's right? not Stephen like, King. Y yeah. Yeah. He's he's not he's not out there, uh, you know, you know, preaching all this kind of stuff. He's he's somewhat a, of, of a private person, which. Which is which is good to see. I, I think you know, you can have your political beliefs and stuff, but you don't you don't have to bash people over the head with it either. Right. Well, I think I just asked that because it's definitely like in the seventies, eighties, you could definitely I could see how you think you're on the right side being on the left because it's that's how insane it is, right? It's just switched. Like in the left, it was like free speech and anti-war, and the right was you know, Christian values. You can't curse on rap albums. I mean, think of, remember like Eminem was getting in trouble with the sec. Like what dude, could you imagine that today? Like Eminem was literally in trouble being sued by the mm -hmm. government for putting like, you know, crazy rap lyrics at the time on his album like that. And it's it just flip-flopped. Right. But I was yeah. just asking, cause like e even uh, like, conspiracy authors and even like don jeffries he's just do you know don jeffries is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's like yeah so anybody let don's he's been on the show awesome guy he's a, a you know he was a democrat he a jfk democrat he calls himself but all these people that were like free thinkers were were on the left and i just was like asking kyle that because they're 
those uh, biases of that even come out. Like this one book all about Alan Dulles I did a show on. And he's the guy's a conspiracy author. He writes, it was a great book, but all the whole time he blamed everything on the, the right. And as opposed to the, the left, like, you know, FDR was a great guy and blah, blah, blah. It's just funny that even people that are in our world, they it's so easy for everyone to get sucked in. So that's why I was just, I yeah, was it, it, yeah, no, you're right. And he definitely had that kind of anti-war um, a- aspect of it. And, and even like anti-like um, commercialism, right? Because like the mm-hmm. empire was like this big, bad technological nightmare. I think Darth Vader even called it like, you know, this technological space station you've developed. So, you know, it, for, for him, it was always like, like, like the little guys having to go up against this big, bad, almost like a corporation. Right. Yeah. Like, um, that was always kind of the, their, their enemy. Cause even in the prequel movies, one of the main villains is called the trade federation, which is basically like an international, like fortune 500. It's so Amazon. Like, yeah, it's your Amazon, right? It's weaponized um, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. So he kind of, so you can tell he kind of has a, a disdain for that kind of capitalist mindset. But, but it, it's funny because at the same time, he also became like the, a capitalist billionaire, right? Un, under under that system that he hated, yeah. and you know he almost became, you know, I think I think some of those prequel movies about somebody becoming a, an evil emperor, it was almost kind of a, a biography. I think about himself too about how he saw himself as out to do good. And then really in that prequel era, he was so rich and so powerful that he made these movies however he wanted. He didn't really listen to anybody's advice about what he should have done. So he kind of became that huge capitalist billionaire. I think that he, he kind of hated, but yeah. he also liked, but he kind of, you know, when, when you get control and that's, you know, one of the big things to talk about in, in the book is uh, what kind of traits these, these big totalitarian authoritarian people have. And, you know, it's, it's always about just wanting more and more control and, you know, what kind of personality traits that these people have, you know, one big thing I talk about is, is, is something that, you know, I've, I've related to a lot of people in my personal life is, uh, is narcissism. Mm. And, you know, I, I definitely think George Lucas displayed that. I think every politician displays that, um, there actually was a really good book that I, I quoted in my book about, um, about, have you ever heard about the seven deadly sins of narcissism? Uh, not of narcissism, no. So um, let me see if I can find it here. So this person wrote a book about the seven deadly sins of narcissism in the early 2000s. And I kind of touch on a few of these because to truly be like a totalitarian overlord, you basically have to have the a, a lot of these things. And it's um, shamelessness, magical thinking, arrogance, envy, entitlement, exploitation and in bad boundaries mm-hmm. and you know most people that are these high ups have all these things right you know a, a few of these to touch on magical thinking is, is a, it was kind of a newer term that i hadn't heard of before but but really what t- what that just means is just kind of an overinflated sense of of importance or, or ego you know I see. and thinking that you're so powerful and you're so smart that why would anybody dare question your authority I think Lucas himself, when he made these movies, I think was that same thing. Like he, he was above, above it all, but the same thing with the regime we have now, the same thing with people like Bill Gates, the same thing with people like, um, Dr. Dr. Fauci, right. It's like, it's like who would dare question my utmost authority on these, on these topics, because I'm the one that, that knows everything. And obviously in star Wars, Palpatine had that as well, because he, 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 he's like, I'm the only one who knew, who knew how to 
to, to, to bring order to, to the galaxy. I'm the only one who, who could do it, really. And, and everybody else is just an idiot and a fool if they don't fall in line with what I'm with what I want to do. And you, you definitely see in our world that there's been a, a pretty big um, lashing out, right, of, of these people, especially think of like Justin Trudeau. Like anytime he's been confronted or people have tried to push him, you know, he's he's calling them racists or anti this or anti that because they know he, he knows they have good points, but he also can't he can't fundamentally in his own brain right. think that people would have a um in in a backwards opinion about him. And, Ooh. you know, Jack, you did something really great on, you know, I wish I would have I wish I would have waited a few months until um, the podcast you did uh, last year about the whole uh, program to kill series that you did because you brought a lot of really good stuff into it about like the brain manipulation of a lot of people at a very early age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's another aspect of how these authoritarian people become what they are. Obviously, you know, some of them became you know, these serial killing minds, but then a lot of them go on to these high positions of authority in government and are able to try to rule over people. But like that's embedded at them from unfortunately at a very, very early age, you know? Yeah. Why well, that that's awesome. Like all those points, that was so like a perfect description of these top power people. And you're right. Like all these people, and I'm not saying George Lucas is this, but they all, when they get to the top, they all become these like corporate socialists where they're, they made their money through capitalism. Usually it's been corrupted or they had a kind of an unfair advantage with funding or something. But regardless, when they get there, that's it. They want to end it and they want to decrease all competition, remove any competitor, have a full monopoly on them because why would anyone not want to use their product? You know, is there a better product? Maybe, but we're the, just use our product. We don't need to compete. And that's right. definitely like what we see today is that th these people dominate our, they, they, they're the ones who lobby. They're the, they're, they're capitalists in name, they're sinos, capitalists in name only, because that's not what they want. They don't want a competition. I mean, that's like all, and I hate people will bring up like, oh, Teddy Roosevelt, the trust buster, oh, blah, blah, blah. Dude, no trust has ever been broken up. They, do you think Standard Oil just had to split shares? So it just became, you know, six different oil companies, but the, he still owned 49% of each of the companies, right? But, uh, right. Yeah, but corporate socialism, that's like that is what's going on right now. These people at the top, they they want to remove competition. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at Amazon. No one is going to stop Amazon. It will not go anywhere. Right. And it's only going to be a certain well, time and, when they and Lucas yeah. and you know, George Lucas found that out the hard way because when he uh when he sold his company to Disney in 2012, you know, for what, you know, four point two billion dollars or something like that, you know, yeah. just some chump change. Yeah. He um he, he, he had kind of the narcissistic mindset that like, well, you know, he sold the company, but got, you, I think they're still going to, you know, let me tag along and, you know, write some of the movies and stuff yeah. for him. Yeah. And he found out the hard way that Disney's just like, no, you're gone. You are like wow. gone, gone. Like he, um, he wanted to like write a treatment of like one of the movies coming out and they're just like, no, like, like, like you can do, you can, you can write some stuff, but here we already wrote it. It's already Damn. done. You know? So Damn. he found out the hard way that like, he, he wanted to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah. But, but Disney was an even bigger, a bigger fish, you know, one really good quote from the, one of the prequel movies, they're going through this ocean and they're being attacked by this fit, this giant fish. And then another fish comes up and eats that fish. And in the, the quote goes, you know, there's always a bigger fish. Yeah. So, so like he thought he was this big wig, but then Disney, which, you know, to your point about this, this media consolidation, 
Disney pretty much owns everything now. You know, I, I can't think of, you know, maybe one or two news outlets right. or everything that they don't yeah. own. It, it's, no. it's, it's disgusting at this point. They own it. Dude, someone in, in the chat said, uh, I, he, you, do you know who the moons are? The Muns are in star Wars. Yes. They were like a bank. They were like a banking clan. Yeah. Someone said the Muns are the, the R kids. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's so the, so the Muns, what they're like a banking cartel in uh in star wars yeah 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 they they, they were so no that's interesting a, a point because um my my very first episode of conspiracy in the force i brought up the whole conspiracy about oh sorry my cats are fighting oh back hey here. they're having fun awesome <laughs> um the first episode i did was about the titanic and okay. you know a lot of the conspiracies about it how yeah. was it that you know jp morgan got off it and some of the people on it were um opponents exactly. of the federal reserve and right. it took them out you know which yeah. I, I don't know if it's it's true or not but it's an interesting theory but i tied that into star wars because at the end of revenge of the sith which is episode three um after palpatine used these trade people right he'd use these bankers use these um manufacturers people in the industries to to help him achieve all these goals and, and manufacture this war back and forth after he really achieved full power he sent Darth Vader to go kill all those guys, nice. all those leaders, right? Nice. So they were the useful idiots the whole time. And right. He, he sent them all into this lava planet, and then Darth Vader went in there, and the first one he killed um, was the leader of the intergalactic banking clan. I forget his name, but he was a, 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 a Mun or a Moon, M-U-U-N. So yeah. that's kind of how I tied it into the Titanic thing, because like he was basically taking out the the bankers. Like That was also being right. taken out on the Titanic. Well, they and the Titanic, I get... I hate that theory because I don't know if you've ever seen me. Well, it doesn't make sense on. because I think one of them on there was one of the big, like, yeah, he Illuminati was, he was an families. Aster family. The Asters are, yeah. they created like the British CFR, the Brit, it's called the Royal Affairs Institute of International. It's a long ass name, I've heard, but it's, but yeah, they, they funded that. They gave the funding money for it. Yeah. A globalist or, oh, okay. They, they care about you guys. Yes. They killed them because they, and I'm sure there was a, you know, and I've seen the insurance theory, yeah. but I've also seen that like debunked, but yeah. There, there yeah. Definitely... Like that, that's one, like I, I go back and I'm like, it's, yeah. it's one of those things. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to think about, but you know, so I think sometimes we go down too many, too many rabbit holes many. That, we, that that doesn't really do us any good. <laughs> but I like it. So that, that killing the top dude, they like do uh, the, the, our kids, they funded like they had their banking agents all over America. The, McDonald's is food you buckle in with your seatbelt deal. And there's no reason not to take that extra precaution because a meal from McDonald's is not just a meal. It's often your most precious cargo. Now get a free sausage McMuffin with egg when you download the McDonald's mobile app. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Free sausage McMuffin with egg valid one time through 4-3-2022 at participating McDonald's. Download and registration required. Home renovating or ready for a refresh? Discover Alchemy Fine Home and experience exquisite style, unparalleled craftsmanship, and luxury living with designer-coveted brands. Find the unique statement pieces that reflect your style today. With ready-to-ship pieces, you can choose from furniture like sofas to snuggle up on, coffee tables that make a statement, bar stools that wow guests, and so much more. Shop the ready-to-ship collection and discover the joys of elegant living at alchemyfinehome.com. And 
eventually like one guy got too much heat on him. Everyone knew he was an our, our child agent and like the Americans did even in the 1830s and they didn't want to deal with him. So they, they, they gave him his funding, like start his bank or whatever he had. They crashed it on him, took everything he had because he became unuseful. Now yeah. they, his cover was blown and they put a new guy in who's, I think his name's Sheldon. His statue is outside the British royal family, a banker statue. That's always nice because, right. or he's outside the Bank of England statue. Of but but it, it was interesting that in, even in Star Wars, you know, they went down this useful idiots rabbit hole, which yeah. I think a lot of people probably didn't put two and two together. I know I didn't when that happened. That you know, that's something that happened in you know, Soviet Russia. You know, the great interviews with Yuri Bezmenov, the former KGB agent, you know, from the eighties. He talked mm-hmm. about that all the time. That you know, he's like, don't, he's like, we didn't fool with the leftists because at a certain point they think that they help us, they help the, the communists come to power and they think they're going to be a part of it. And, <laughs> and, and, and no, they're, they're too dangerous because they know too much. Yeah. Just like the, all these uh, bankers in star Wars, like they, they knew too much and right. the emperor didn't want to share any of that. And so, and, but the interesting part about that whole thing too, is that I actually found this out recently that um, what he did. So he took out all the leaders of all these organizations and then basically brought all the industries under the government. So mm. they're no longer um, capitalist type type things. They're now all under the control of the, of the federal government, which right. for all intents and purposes, I think a lot of loosely are in, in our country as well. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, all your Amazons, Googles, I mean, they have, they're doing all the government's bidding all the time. I, maybe not in name specifically, but they're doing all the bidding of, of, of all the government agendas. It's just a little bit. So that's like social, you know, boomers love like, Oh, that's socialist. And it is what we have today. It is a socialism of sorts, but the only difference now is instead of the government being in charge, the corporations run the government. So that's why it's the, um, I forget. God, I'm blanking on the author's name who I love. Oh, Anthony Sutton. He coined it as corporate socialism. So it's socialism. You, you know, there's no monopolies, blah, 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 but everything is not state owned. It's corporation owned. And that's literally what we have today. You know, the government doesn't act independently. Never. They've, they ne- they haven't for the past 50 years. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly like what that, that is. It's just instead of the government, it's uh, the Death Star mo- creator, whoever <laughs> that is. And, and yeah, and, and it, what, you know, there's some really interesting stuff I put in the book too about not just the movies, you know, there's been some animated series that have come out that have kind of filled the gap between that prequel era and this um, original trilogy era, talking about how the this empire really, um, really started rolling out all of these control mechanisms. You know, they basically invalidated the currency. They Ooh. said that there was a galactic credit. No and they way. said, well, guess what? Now we have an imperial credit. And what you can do is you can exchange that, you know, today at a one-to-one basis for this Imperial credit, but you have to, you basically like have to register for like a galactic, um, what's called a chain code, which is uh-huh. just basically like an intergalactic ID. So it's like, it's like with, with, with um, strings attached to it. It's like you can get this new currency, but you have to um, abide by all our rules. And now we have to have all your information and, you know, with, and being in a sci-fi world like this I- identification, this chain code, it was yeah. more than just an ID. It basically contained like biometric data on you too. So like, and and and, and this was rolled out in a show like a year ago. Okay, wow. so you 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 have to know that there's that there's a little bit of predictive programming going on there about about things happening in our world. You know, I think on a few fronts as far as you know, not non non paper identification right. rolling out. 
and, and of course, like just a currency, which, you know, could be something that's a government funded, that's a government helmed crypto, which, you know, the, I think even this week, right, didn't Biden say something about, you know, wanting to put some restrictions on crypto? Yeah, yeah. That and I, th I saw that I like an article, New York Times or something like, maybe it's time for the federal government to create a crypto or, right. you know, something like that. Right. And it's it's the thing that all the conspiracy theorists talking about this like five, 10 years ago about right. this whole like, you know, Fed coin thing. Like, oh, they're so crazy. What? That's never going to happen. It's like, well, you know. Well, dude, e even like, you know, and wherever there's so many more and more people waking up and they, you know, I think they're not going to be able to get away with it yet. But like even Social Security, dude, like America was this, you know, our founding fathers were bad, you know, badasses, dude. They travel to a new place with nothing. I mean, that is unfathomable. And, you know, this is a free nation in quotes, but this is so free. And then social security and it kind of is a similar thing. Like, Oh, well, you guys want money for when you get older. Oh, you want to get free healthcare when you're over 65. Well, if you're going to do that, you're going to, you're going to need to have a social security number. How do you do that? Well, you're going to get a, a number system to, uh, for us to do that. And um, it's upsetting that in the 30s, nobody said, dude, why does the government need to know who I am and what what my name is and all this stuff like that? But you can see how it's done. You give those little rewards just like they're going to do soon with what we're with the, the ultimate conspiracy of tracking, tracing, chips. You know, you want to be able to whatever it is, dude, whatever, you know, go to the watch the movies or watch sports ball you'll need to have this just kind of like they were doing with the poop, the poke poke, but I guess that kind of pulled back, but yeah. Yeah. And, and that, no, that's a great point because this whole chain code or over this ID and star Wars that they were rolling out. One of the big things was that you couldn't, um, you couldn't travel without it. Mm. So if you're on a planet that is being um, overrun by this empire and you're like, man, I got to get out of here. Well, no, you can't unless you play ball with their rules. Like they were like, impounding ship impounding spaceships and you know just really really oppressing people so so really the, the only two options you have was just this run and hide where you are mm. or play ball and they can always track you where wherever you go it's kind of a really it's kind of a really frightening thing and this was in an animated show on disney plus like a year ago okay so it's just it's just wild that that kind of um st stuff was out there and i think you know one problem I have with a lot of Star Wars fans is that, you know, I think, you know, I don't know if it's a problem, but like, I think a lot of people, you know, and maybe I'm just, you know, too far down the rabbit hole to, to see this with clear eyes. But um, a lot of people just kind of gloss over that kind of stuff, right? Oh, it's just a yeah. TV show. It's this or that. Right. It's like, oh, it's yeah. just a, it's just a fictional universe. You know, yeah. that's not really going to happen here. That's you know, this, well, the, our world isn't Star Wars. It's like, no, no, these, I, I think there's little nuggets and all these um, bits of entertainment that, give you, I think, give you a little bit more of the story of what's going on than, you know, even the news does, which we know is complete BS. I think all these shows kind of drip out that little information, that whole, you know, the revelation of the method type, type Dude, deal. I just, I'm working on a book, uh, Rulers of Evil, and it's by, it's like a guy who is writing about the Jesuits. And so his, so all these like play, they were, so at the time, you know, you had the Catholic church and then you had people reading the Bible. So they wanted to combat people reading the Bible, they realized they through the inquisition, okay, we can't just kill everybody. So what can we do? And they started realizing that people loved entertainment plays. And so what they start doing is the Jesuit 
groups. They were at all the colleges. They started having theater and plays and they were writing their stories, things that they, they would make fun of Protestants or like, you know, put little, like maybe it wasn't, it was like a little under the surface. Like this guy was an idiot who read the Bible or whatever it was. And they then eventually Shakespeare, who was probably like Francis Bacon or something. I don't know who, but he was possibly like a Rosicrucian and a part of these society. I mean, entertainment, they've, they've learned this now for like 600 years that we are stupid people who just want to be like entertained. We will. And the, what the quote they used was the one Jesuit was a one play. People will remember more than a hundred sermons. And dude, that is, I mean, look at our society today. Dude, people will talk Netflix series for days, but they could not tell you a single thing that happened in history beyond World War II. That's <laughs> everyone knows World War II, but that that's about it. Yeah. No, that's that's a that that's a great point. I think people really need to 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 realize what they're um focusing all their time and energy on. And you know, mm. obviously I'm not one to talk. I mean, look behind me. I got all these Star Wars knickknacks. We all need right? a but, hobby, dude. But at we the same time, you know, I also um realize that there is a deeper a deeper purpose to life than all this this entertainment right it's about yeah. um for me personally it's about you know my my belief in god and my in my christian beliefs and that's that's an ultimate goal higher than anything on this on this world that we attain to i mean i think we can like things and appreciate things and, and talk about conspiracies and this and that but i think um at the end of the day there is something something more important than kind of stuff in, in Netflix shows. And, and yeah, like I, I'm, I'm totally over Netflix hundred percent at this point, just because all, all the shows just, they have the same um, agendas and, yeah. and you see it rolling out, you know, by the second season, somebody has come out of the closet, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the white male character by the right. third season, he's, he's like the, evil, the villain now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just, it, it's just such, such programming, but also, like I said about, you know, Star Wars, a lot of fans don't really get some of these deeper things that are being shown. Oh, sure. in there. I think with, with the Netflix a, a, as well. And I think that's scary because it's normalizing more and more things that are, um, against the teachings of the Bible. And, yeah. you know, even if you don't fully believe in those things, I think it just, it just, it, it's like, um, it's like a seed that just kind of grows and grows a little bit inside of you until you um, fully think these, all these things are normal. All these things are, are okay. Yeah. But, but really it's just because you've been slowly, basically, you know, a slow acting poison over a long period of time. That's a great dude. I mean, and like I said about the jet, the Jesuits, they were, did all these plays. So they realized they could get them that way. And then I, I tweeted like there was this quote or a, a statistic, like how the teaching of history and it was history. And I think like a literature one since like in colleges, only like 22% or something like that require a history class. And now it's probably even less. Um, but if you flood people with just entertainment, they don't read anything. They don't know history. So now you're just going to go by these TV shows. Maybe if you watch one of those, but you'll think that things that are unnormal that are being normalized are normal when they're right. not, when hum humans have survived for thousands of years, a certain way being monogamous creatures. I mean, that's how we built the foundation of society. And now they're telling you that's wrong. And if you don't question that, you'll believe it, dude. I mean, think how many people like are like 
either on OnlyFans or polyamorous. It's it's insane, dude. And people like I it's I saw a New York Post article like one in five people consider doing an OnlyFans or something like that. Like even 20, you can't tell me that these things aren't being normalized because if you said you were going to do, you were going to strip 20 years ago and 20% of your graduating high school class said, yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. You, it, you would, I don't know where you went to school, dude, because it didn't exist. Right. Or maybe you're like in a third world country. Uh, but yeah, just it's. Yeah. And in, in the, scary. in the inversion of it all, right. You know, I was listening to this, um, some of my friends down in Florida, they started going to this church and the, in the, in the, in the, in the pastor has a really good podcast where he talks about oh, that's nice. two episodes a week. You know, one is a, a real scripture based and one is talking about culture and things going on in our culture and kind of how to, um, how to approach kind of these things in the conversations about what's going on. And, you know, one thing he was talking about is like a, about this inversion that has been going on where you can get somebody that um, wants to come into the workplace, you know, in like, a, a guy wearing a dress or something like that. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's, and that's okay. And, you know, and if you're the person that's uncomfortable with that, then you will literally get bullied for being yeah. uncomfortable with that. Even if you kind of just say the wrong thing, but on the flip side, if you have somebody coming into the workplace, that's overbearing about like the Bible, right. Preaching like fire mm. and brimstone, that would be also considered bullying, but that's not socially acceptable. You, you, you know, um, preaching, right. preaching the word of God is considered bullying, but somebody pushing a trans agenda is not considered bullying. And yes. it's just a total in inversion of our world. Um, and, and like, like you mentioned about these, these entertainment things, yeah, there's the really uncomfortable things like that. Um, the really, the really bad agendas, but then also, you know, something, you know, you and, um, Sideshow Bob had talked about a few months ago on your podcast about, about sports, or maybe it might've been on his show um about about sports and going to sporting events it um it's uh, the whole bread and circus thing where it's it sets up an artificial conflict right mm. between two different sides and it's like oh you're the blue team and i'm the red team and i'm not yeah. supposed to like you because you have this different color and it's this whole artificial um battle that's set up that really doesn't matter uh in the long run but it also gets your mind set in this um this or that narrative right which people follow into politics, follow into social issues. And it's just kind of a, it, it's a further degrading of culture as well, but it's one of those that's very subversive. Um, yeah. Unlike some of the stuff we've been talking about, about the, about the Netflix and the programming there. Well, dude, I don't, I mean, I don't know if this really relates, but entertainment is so polluting and powerful and addicting. Think of like all these stories of propaganda about Zelensky, you know, like the, I don't need a ride. I need ammo, which has not been proven. He didn't say that he didn't freaking say that. And all these stories of the go. And I even, and it's like amazing how people like, I look at the propaganda from like world war two, you know, I've used, you've, I'm sure you've seen that yeah. propaganda yeah. and it's, you're like, how do people like, wow, do they would be like beat back the evil hun or there'd be one with like a Japanese guy with like a rat face. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, I think uh, Dr. Seuss, right. Theodore Geisel, he was a big, um, yeah. U.S. propagandist artist for, right. for the U.S. Some really horrible, like racist <laughs> descriptions of like the Japanese, and like yeah. I think there was even like some old like Popeye episodes, like really, yes. really racist stuff about yes. him just like beating up Japanese on a boat or something. Right. Like that was just just disturbing. But you see, it's it's how it's happening today, dude. Like first, you have this Marvel creator created guy like Zelensky, who's the president of Ukraine. If anyone lives under a rock. And then also, I just saw like how Facebook and Twitter are allowing violence towards Russians. Like, dude, 
we are so, and that's why they remove history because dude, if anyone has even spent like a few months reading history, you'd realize, wow, like these people weren't really the, the devil, you know, we did some evil stuff too. And, and you'd see there's this gray area, but people are so dumb. They just watch Marvel movies and in Netflix. So it has to be a clean cut. Yeah. This is the evil guy. This guy is the good hero. He's the, he's the guy fighting back. Yeah. And, Dude, and that's believe, what I really, yeah. and that's what I really liked about these Star Wars prequel movies because it, it really showed how much of a gray area there really is. Because even um, like the Jedi, right? Like the Jedi, they got the lightsabers. They're the good yeah. guys, right? Right. Um, throughout these this whole um, series of movies, it shows how they were manipulated and led astray, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So it showed that even the people who were supposedly the good people are also prone to, um, I, I don't want to say being actively um, evil or, or, or with, with, with the evil side, but, um, complacent as well. Yeah. So it, it, it showed that, yeah, there, it, and that's definitely a big contrast between those movies and what you see in this, in this Marvel stuff, right? It, it's very, it's very black and white, even like the original right. Star Wars is very black and white. Like, you know, who the good guys, you know, what the bad guy is, but with these prequel movies, it was very, very gray because even, even the good guys in the end, they lost, and they and they had to go through a period of many years. And there's actually a series coming out soon about this period of time where Obi-Wan Kenobi has to basically go and meditate on all his losses. Okay. You know, he screwed up. Like he screwed up really bad. And it definitely shows that there's no like there was no hero character in this whole trilogy, which is really odd because most trilogies you kind of see it build towards like a really triumphant right end, right think of you know lord of the rings or any of those movies and these like it ended up on a downer there was really no heroic heroic end to it but yeah um the the whole idea about about what's going on over the over there now especially like you said with with what's happening to and how russian citizens are being treated you know across the globe now it's, it's disgusting yeah. and it's completely counter to what um Home renovating or ready for a refresh? Discover Alchemy Fine Home and experience exquisite style, unparalleled craftsmanship, and luxury living with designer-coveted brands. Find the unique statement pieces that reflect your style today. With ready-to-ship pieces, you can choose from furniture like sofas to snuggle up on, coffee tables that make a statement, bar stools that wow guests, and so much more. Shop the ready-to-ship collection and discover the joys of elegant living at alchemyfinehome.com. What we were told about, you know, the thing that's happened over the past few years that started, you know, um, the month after February 2020, um, you know, you, you can't treat a certain race of people differently because of where something may have come from, right? right? We were told that. And then also after 9-11, um, what we were told happened there and the people supposedly involved with that, you can't treat those people different mm -hmm. because they had nothing to do with it. But, but for some reason, there's a, a concerted global effort to to oust this certain population, which, you know, I talk about a little bit in the book and, you know, a lot of people have done content on before about the whole, you know, the 10 the 10 stages of genocide. I mean, it's it's very frightening how how quickly you can go from polarizing a population of people to eliminating a population. Mm -hmm. of people. And, it, and, it's, and it's really disturbing, but it's if the propaganda has to roll out in a certain way for the people to think that it's okay of this future dark deed that's going to happen. And it's really disgusting and disturbing. And I think, um, who, you know, who knows, we can't predict the future. We don't really know where this is all going to lead, but 
it's all the same telltale signs of putting this putting this population on the chopping block for for whatever for whatever reason we don't really know at this point i mean these for all we know these people are being oppressed as bad as as bad as the people in you know our ukraine are being affected by yeah by the by the russian government you know so it's uh it's really sad when just average everyday people get caught in the crossfire and are used as political pawns in this. Dude, I totally agree. It's it's like in this the 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 fact that they're okaying hating people like how and I always like try to how would you feel if that was you? Like you have no control where you're born, you have no control what color your skin is, and that's why I get so angry when they do these blanket statements of like you're inherently racist or you're inherently bad, like. I worry for our young generation of white males because, dude, they are against all odds. They are told they are evil and all these things like that. And so I think that I that's what I assume plays a part in this allowing to beat up on Russian hair, Russian people because they're they're conservative. They hate conservative. They hate traditional. They hate, um, you know, European descent. And they just it, that's the it's much easier to beat up on that because it goes along with all of these points that they've been making for the past five years. Right. Right. And I mean, you know, from what I've heard, you know, there's a lot of, you know, fundamentalist Christians living in Russia as well, but you know, they kind of have to go underground to kind of um, be able to preach, be able to preach the gospel and stuff because, you know, some of this stuff isn't as um, culturally acceptable, you know, in, in the, in that society. So it's like, yeah, you're you're affecting all those people as well as everybody else, and it's just really, it's really sad. But like you know, it's it's is this is that just a beta test for something they want to roll out mm. in the future for yeah. another another set of people? You know, it's uh, it's wild, man. It's wild. So I'm gonna change the topic a little bit. So this will be like our last uh, topic. So I wanted to, I think I commented on one of your posts about fascism inherently bad. So. I wanted to get your take on, um, I know that like your book, like is pretty much about like a, a, a net and NWO totalitarian worlds where everyone is a peasant, a slave, but I wanted to see, have you, have you ever looked in to a, a monarchical form of government or a nationalistic, uh, a Tatooine dictator? As opposed to the galactic dictator, isn't that a planet Tatooine? Yeah, it is. Yeah, good, yeah. good, good, good pull there. Good pull there. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, l- let me. Well, I can tell you about about there. There is something in Star Wars that may be similar to that, but I don't. I don't know if it's um, the 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 exact thing of what you're saying. Um, well, I guess a few different uh, a few different things. You know, the this empire tried to pose itself not really as a dictatorship okay. um the the emperor kind of closed himself off like from the galaxy to do whatever his dark side wh- whatever right whatever those rich and powerful billionaires do in secret he wanted right. to keep doing they that. read books and they pray on the bible <laughs> they read books they go to islands you know around the bahamas areas and just kind of hang out and, just hang out in weird robes and, and, chant, and, and right and weird robes and weird egyptian looking buildings um but um, he said they set up like regional governors. He said like these are regional governors, kind of ruling these these areas. So oh. that's how they tried to make it sound less totalitarian. Okay. But then also, um, after this government fell, you kind of saw a lot of, and, and that's always the interesting 
thing. And it's probably a little bit more for, for me to research. I think you, maybe you've done some research on this as far as whenever some of these big empires fall, like what, what fills that power vacuum, you know, in, um, in this new series um, that just did, that just ended a few weeks ago, this Boba Fett series, it took mm -hmm. place on Tatooine and oh, nice. Um, Jabba, the people that probably know Jabba the Hutt died and he was basically like the crime lord leader on on Tatooine he he ruled this crime family and kind of almost like mafia style right like he uh he had people working for him and kind of controlled this whole empire so but so after and, and he was in cahoots with the empire right he was the empire's right. like well we'll we'll let you continue to doing your thing if you don't kind of step on our toes okay kind, kind of deal which i think probably the mafia probably had that kind of deal with the government i don't know if you've done yes. any research into that at all yeah yeah no, um, I have, but continue with your, I don't want to interrupt with the mafia. <laughs> um, Cause that's an interesting, fascinating topic that I'm, I'm, I need to look into as well. Oh, but, um, dude, I'll send you a book. Yes, you please. All right. Um, so, so once Jabba the Hutt died, the empire died, there was like these four or five families that were just kind of trying to vie for power uh, of, of this, of this area. And none of them were really able to, to maintain complete control. So it, expand on that a little bit more about the, the monarchical type. Yeah. Is it, well, well, so first, like, I've like been, I, I've, you know, we both talk about how we've been conservatives and I still have conservative values, but, and then I went to libertarianism because I, we all know something is wrong. Something is not working right. Like voting is screwed. Everything is screwed up. And so I used to think, all right, maybe we need no rules. That would be the best. And then I realized shit that would lead to the same result and that, I read this really awesome book. It was the bankers behind the revolution, Freemasons and a word I can't banker and bankers behind the revolution. And basically like all these people that have caused that have ruined the, the monarchical power of these countries in, in the name of freedom, in the name, you're not really free under a King. You're only free if you have a vote. Well, that, they were all Freemasons. They're all the same people that are oppressing us now. So that led me to start thinking, what if they, they broke down these countries, each country systematically to put a constitutional Republic because that's what they knew they could break down the easiest. So if you have a King and like a powerful, you need morality. So you have a King and you have a powerful church or whatever religion, I guess um, you will, that's the that protects the people the most and like the like an a poor example is if you have a family that rules america and they're you know they they want to pass america down to their offspring so they're not going to chop down every tree of in california and sell it for paper in one go they were going to they're going to you know cut it down right. a quarter of it they're going to try yeah. to maintain it and, and right. yeah so they're going to think about their country's needs first so we have the opposite here where these politicians they want to enrich themselves quickly as possible in their time in office, get out. If there's nothing left, they got theirs. So it, it brought me to this belief that I think, and he doesn't even be a monarch, but we are so, we need nationalism back. And I hate like, you know, race means so little to me. I mean, my, my wife is Asian, but like we should all be on the same side. And that's why they do this. Because if we all were like, yo, we could have a great country here. We could have, our, we have enough resources. We could build this up but that's nationalistic so that, you know, they use, they'll say, what are you Hitler or whatever, you know, but, and the CIA has also killed every single nationalist leader of those third world countries. That was like, you know what? I'm not letting American corporations rob my people blind and enslave them. 
they would hammer them in the press and they they install a coup and overthrow the leader which as you know you've you know millions of times hundreds of times they've done this so that's why like my new belief is that they want they throw around fascism like it's this inherently bad word and the way we have it today and the way that star wars and your book is written it's absolutely would suck because it's a global right. or galactic fa fascism but if you had a nationalistic leader who controlled everything um they would make decisions that you know maybe you wouldn't agree with all the time and you probably couldn't criticize which would suck but they would be in the benefit most if they were truly a good you know person in the the in in your country's best interests does that make sense yeah no that that does make sense um i think you know what one drawback and i think you 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 mentioned this about like it's kind of like a a family-ish or maybe a set of family kind of lineage yeah. kind of kind of thing where they want to keep it keep it good into the future i think that works until you know you get to that spoiled brat kid right yeah i think we've all known Absolutely. like people who had like family-owned businesses and right. you know, like like people that have like you know, like, like I know a guy who's like, you know, his dad moved over here from from Italy, right? And he had nothing yeah. when he came here. Then he took over his father's business, and he still has that mindset. But it's like generations down the road, I think they start to lose some of that. Um, not in all situations, obviously, but there's always that worry that You're are they still right. going to have that same, you know, mindset and, and mentality? And, and maybe, and maybe they will if they're if they're if they're brought up right and and they have those ideals and they're in their in their race correctly and they're you know brought up on 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 the correct teachings and things i think that could i, I think that could work right. and yeah and i think to your point you know in in a lot of movies and stuff too right we're always meant to see these these kings as like terrible people yes. right like look at Great um point. movie like braveheart right these like scottish rebels they're going up against the big bad king who's imposing his his will on all of them well that's it's one side of the story yeah. But you know, what happens when, um, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know the story of what happens when they achieve their independence, right? Do they end up, is, is it just a great, great, you know, lovey dovey world after right. that? You know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, um, I, I, cause I think, I think whenever, um, you have people that want to like, even like, I will say, use a star Wars example. This, this actually works out pretty well is that, when whenever these rebels were trying to overthrow the empire you know they had to do a lot of kind of evil stuff to get there if you think about it the original movie and it's kind of a meme that's gone around i'm sure you've seen it where it's like you know young young farm boy is radicalized by a group of wizards to to blow up the death star yeah you know it, it's basically the rebels are like a terrorist a terrorist cell yeah. So depending on what your viewpoint is, they could have been the villains, right. you know, like, like, like the, uh, the empire set up this, this system and they, they had a control and they had authority. They had a, a hierarchy. They had a tree of what, um, what does what and what does what, and these, you know, this, this farm boy just comes in and, and blows them up, <laughs> you, you know, but, but, but it goes to the theory that, um, these rebellions and things that want to take over these huge, topple these huge empires um i think there's a lot of like bloodthirst and there's a lot of um to to topple an empire you have to be yes. nasty you have to almost be evil yourself so yes. when they when they when they take that over are they any better right than what they thought they were fighting against and i think a lot of times it's it's probably not and i'm, I'm sure you may know more about the history of some of that stuff than than i do as far as revolutions in the past but I, I guess from a surface level view, 
I think they think they're doing the right thing. And then what they end up is actually probably worse. Well, think than, about than, like than the, the system that was in place before, you know, like the Bolshevik revolution, dude, like that was funded by wall street. There was so much blood in the street. Um, like the hallways literally had like a foot of blood that's coagulated. The, the sewers were backed up with, with blood. And I mean, when that, ha- that change happened, production economy, everything went down. They were, they had nothing. They were dying. We're starving. We, our bankers fed them. And like, so, you know, no one ever talks about that or like just uh, the French revolution, you know, I think they're making a movie or they did of Marie Antoinette and like they cheer that like, you know, people laugh that they beheaded this person. Like we've been ingrained. And that's what brings me to this theory even more that like we are ingrained to see this, you know, Royal families and they, they switched to Royal family. They put in corrupt ones along like in the 1700s, but regardless, we we think of them as evil people so they deserved it but in reality we gave up that they protected us in a sense like you know we yes there was there was bad kings and that's the ones they always focus on yes there were bad people but it raised human civilization in the bible there's a king that's the supposed to be the hierarchical order order um but i don't know i just wanted you know i feel no, I, when you- I heard that theory i was like no way what no way but, well, and it's interesting, even even over the past few years, right? Like whenever um, Trump took office, people were like, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna drain the swamp." Like, like people really basically wanted like every politician that they hated, like hanging <laughs> in, on, on the street, right? Like that's what people wanted to see. Yes. And yeah. it's like you know, I think a lot of you would agree, a lot of politicians are corrupt, but it's like where does that line of thinking end, yeah. right? Like, like 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 think of the people that. Um, work in jails like they're like the executioner right they're the ones that are putting the uh the needle into somebody to end their life you know like that's um for for one that's a huge burden i i I would say but you know you seeking justice and killing it's just like you know they always say in the movies like people always want revenge but it's never enough you you never can have enough you will never be satisfied it's like it's like a drug like you're just constantly chasing this high that you're never going to get you know like and then you see kind of a you know a swamp creature around every corner like oh we got to hang them too we got to do this we got to do we got to do that like right no different than in the 50s where like everybody was a russian asset right so we're going to kind of root out everybody and i i think to a certain extent i think people come at that from a from a good mindset about wanting to kind of clear a lot of that crap out of our world but you know if you're the ones inflicting all that, if, if you're the firing squad guy, okay, those guys are done. Then what? You're just gonna go on with your life, go back to farming, right. and like, no, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna probably keep wanting more and more blood. Yeah, and I don't think that that um, spiritually is 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 the right way to live. I definitely think that you know even you know you know Jesus said that you know you're supposed to you know give the Caesar what is Caesar's, and you oh, know his his, his apostles said that you know you're supposed to. Um, you know, submit to, to, to your leaders, you know, obviously within reason, right. You know, um, not forsaking what you, what you stand for, but to a certain extent, you're supposed to re- respect and obey those people that are in authority. And it, and it's hard. I mean, I'm no, I'm no arbiter of the, of, of always doing the right thing in that. I mean, I think it, it's, it's easy to kind of make fun of and, and hate all these, all these people inflicting all this stuff on me, but that is kind of counter to what, to what the yeah. scripture says. Well, I'm going to make you a monarch, a monarchist out of you yet, Kyle. So where can they get your book? How can they support conspiracy Kyle and uh, all those good things? 
Sure. So um, you can find my podcast. It's called Conspiracy in the Force. It's on any podcast platform. It's on um, YouTube. I started doing a lot of YouTube live nice. streams. I've been having a lot of great, a lot of great fun with that. Um, on Rockfin as well. Um, and then my uh, my book is called Intergalactic Totalitarianism. It's available on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon as the paperback version. It's a Kindle version. And within the past two weeks, I just released the audiobook version as well, which was a, uh, a a pain in the ass to do, to, to be to be quite honest. But um, I'm glad to get that out there because, like, you know, you can't do you can't write a book based on a podcast you do and not do an audio version of it. Just, I agree. It, just, it yeah. didn't make any sense. So I uh, I put that out there. It's um almost four hours long. So so go check it out. I added, you know, I, I made it as entertaining as I could. You know, I added like some music and stuff in the background and some sound effects and things. So um, feel free to go to go check. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at conspiracy underscore Kyle. And it's conspiracy with a K. So I don't get banned. Like, like Jack did on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, let's not even talk about that. So <laughs> Kyle, thanks for being on the show, dude. I'll tag all your links and stuff. I have Kyle's book support our community and uh, dude, it was a lot of fun talking with you, man. Yes, so have a great night. We'll, we'll talk soon. I'm sure. All right. Thanks. All right, dude. Take care.